0: We all have times that we go through it. And more often than not, the times that we go through it come unexpectedly. You know, in fact, quite the opposite. We think that it's going to be easy street. And then all of a sudden, we find ourselves in the middle of going through it. And we knew all we got there, but we were not expecting it. So Beck had to make an emergency trip to... Um, another state to go to a different location because apparently the chef of that location quit he walked out or whatever now this job I could imagine I don't work at a restaurant I work at a bank we all know this this is just an imagination but I could imagine that being a chef in any city and in any restaurant is tough and what do I mean by that? Do I mean it's long and grueling hours and, you know, not a nine-to-five, working late nights, under pressure and all that other stuff? I don't mean that. Because to me, that's not tough. To me, that's just normal. Because anything else would be boring, which is why I do... One of the reasons that I do what I do, or I pretend to do what I do, right? Now, for someone to be a chef... A successful chef in New York City, the heart of hearts of all things culinary. And not only in New York City, but to be a successful executive chef in the, one of the busiest restaurants in the city, which means that it's one of the busiest restaurants in the world, says something about the person, right? Because to be a successful executive chef, it's not just because you're good at cooking or numbers. It's more more to it than that. I do say being successful because if a person doesn't have this quality, they don't last. The restaurant eats them alive and spits them out. Whether it's the people, like the lifers that have been there forever, whether it's the guests, the other employees, anything. The restaurant itself, the demanding hours, it eats a person alive unless they have this one quality. And that quality is wholehearted, grit, bottom floor care and love for the place, for the restaurant. Not the restaurant industry as a whole, but specifically the restaurant in which they're employed. Because if a person, human being, guy or girl, works at a place and doesn't wholeheartedly care for it, it's evident. It's evident and they don't last. Because, like I said, they get eaten and spit, spit up all you the snow. They get chewed up and spit out. So for someone to be successful in the busiest place to be a chef for more than a year or two years or three years speaks volumes about how much they actually care about the restaurant. So an executive chef, in this case, Beck, and in New York, he has babied and like molded and nurtured this beast of a restaurant into what it is now, which is why he's so adamant and he gets so freaked out and super mad when someone disregards that entity as something just like, eh, just a job. Most of the time, he doesn't even talk to people. I remember when I went away for COVID and then I came back. I've said this before, but one of the runners was like, dude, you've been gone for like two years and you've been back for a week, and I've never seen Beck talk to anyone. He hasn't spoken in this long. I've never heard him talk more than one sentence this entire time, and you came back for a week, and you guys are like talking, like you guys are actually engaging in conversation. And Beck and I do get along. He actually, we had a one-on-one, he had to give me a one-on-one, and he actually called me a friend. <laughs> now I wasn't surprised to hear that because I consider him a friend as well. You know what I mean? I devote many, many hours to thinking about the same things that he does. And this is, this is the thing, though. He's not my friend, and I'm not his friend because we think the other one is handsome. We're not, we don't get along because we like the same kind of music or because we like the same TV shows. It could be anything. We get along because we both share that one quality that is to care and truly, truly care about the place that we work in. Not the people, although that's obviously a part of it. Not the building, not the location. But the entity as a restaurant. Like if the restaurant was was conscious, it would be the love of our lives. And we would both share in loving it because one person can't do it. And I think despite all of the bullshit that I cause, which is, I don't think that much, but it's significant enough for me not to work there many a times. (laughs) Despite all that, I'm still there. And I'm trusted with this restaurant when he's not there. So he had to make a the trip to um, D.C. where actually where he came from, like he got hired into the company at that store and he did to that store what he's done to this store, but that store is not as busy. Although it is, it's, it's not a joke either, but it's not as busy as New York, but still. this chef leaves, he quits. I don't remember what the reason was, nor does it matter. I don't even, actually, quite frankly, I don't even wanna know the guy's name. Because I just... Oof, I'm not Beck. I'm me. I'm not from there. I've been to the DC location before. But I've never like, worked there. And I could feel the anger that he's feeling. Just because I heard about what's happening. So this piece of shit deletes all of the fucking order guides. As if that's going to slow us down. All right, he deletes the schedule. Everything he could possibly take, he took. He fired the staff that Beck has instil- installed in there and had the place run in like a fucking whistle. As clean as a whistle. And Beck shows up after this guy quit, and he finds the place in disarray. I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that they're using the tops to fucking squeeze bottles. They're using gloves the least you could do is take the cap off the blended oil, because that fits on the squeeze bottles, and poke a hole through it with the fucking skewer from the s- ticket spiker. Now they're using gloves. A new sous chef that doesn't know anything, you know, he doesn't know any better. Nobody's taught him how to do anything. This guy just quit. And Beck shows up, and this is in disarray like that. When I heard about this, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I was like, holy shit. I kind of wanted to just, like, teleport to DC, and literally, like, no homo, give him a hug. And just like give him a nice big hug and be like, I got you. But this this is the best thing I could do other than that. Other than obviously provide him with any help that he needs. Because if that were me, I would be hunting that motherfucker down. I'd slap the shit out of him. I wouldn't kill him. I wouldn't break his legs. You know, I wouldn't hurt his children. But I would fucking slap the shit out of him. And just look at him and be like, what the fuck? You call yourself a man and a chef? I get it, yeah. Chef is a hard thing to do. I get it. Most people can't handle it. Which is why most people aren't chefs which is why we get paid so well, if we're good. Because if we're good and we're successful and we care about the entity of the restaurant in which we work, we get compensated for it because not a lot of people could do this. It takes a certain kind of person to do what we do successfully because most people complain about how hard it is and how much headache it is and blah, blah, blah. I have never heard Beck say the words, he's tired. I'm tired. He was basically like almost dying. I don't know how, how high his fever was, but it was pretty high. We were, I was just talking about it with Jammy Jam, actually. Somebody called out of work. And we're like, what the fuck is this about? Calling out of work? I've never called out of work. I've been sent home from work before because I showed up with a 102 fever. And it was looked upon by my bosses. And we're like, no, 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 you can go home. What are you doing here? Why don't you call and say, go ahead and say you didn't feel well. Well, because I'm not a fucking pussy. And because you probably wouldn't believe me. Although they probably would because I never called out. But still, I'd never call out because I show up to work. And then they look at me and they're like, no, you can't work today. You have to go home. That's calling out, in my opinion. You don't get called out. You get sent home. Because the people that are there will judge you and will determine if you're willing to work or not. You know what I mean? So, just, if you're going to hear this later, back men, anything you need, well, you know this. Yeah, I don't have to tell you this and on behalf of everyone else and this this part I hope he doesn't hear and I will tell this to the staff because most of them don't listen to this but I just wanted to explain to them a little bit more about Beck as a person and about something that they don't know about him because he's not very vocal he doesn't say his feelings much he's never told me how he feels about something I don't know what he's afraid of I, don't, I really don't know what, what Beck's rational fear is he doesn't like uh, camel crickets I know that but, you know what I mean He's not, he's not the kind of guy. You know, he's got a military background. Very stern. Very, like... Very, like, I guess old-school manly, if I were to put it in any, any sense. Something that I would like to think I have too, but I'm just a little bit more vocal about it. Because fuck everybody, you know? That's just the kind of person I am. It's not the kind of person he is. And we do get along really, really well. I think him and I get along better than anyone else in the restaurant. With me, anyway. Because we share the common love for the entity of the restaurant and we will do anything to make sure that what we did or what he did I will uphold and when he's not there I will do everything to the best of my ability to maintain it there now will I break my back give up my life and kids and everything I have for it no because I want to live and I want to have kids and I want to enjoy my time with my family there are there are chefs that completely shit on everything else and just focus on the restaurant but you know what it doesn't really do well for the restaurant at the end of the day either because you're regretting it every time you go because your family is not, you know, you neglected, so, so to speak. So if anyone's ever wondering what it's like to be a chef, if you have always thought about it, if you ever wanted to be a chef and you worked in a restaurant for a couple of weeks and you were like, no, nah, fuck this, this is too much as a line cook, as a broiler, as a dishwasher, and you, you still can't see it every single day that you wake up, then you shouldn't try it. Just just leave. You know what I mean? Because Beck, more unlike most executive chefs of a place like this, or in general, cooks every single day. When I come in on a mid, which means I'm like the second person in, and I come in halfway through lunch, Beck is not in the office filling out forms or downstairs in the storage room taking the fucking dry goods order. No, he's on the broiler, cooking steaks. He's not even distributing the tickets. Jammy Jam does that. Beck cooks. Because if a guest sends a steak back, Beck can say, that's bullshit. I cooked that fucking steak. It wasn't underseasoned. You know what I mean? Which is why I want to text Beck, and he doesn't answer me. I know he's pissed, for whatever reason it is. In this case, it was probably because the systems were down. Scott, Scotty fucking changed the two monitors out for the POS systems, and the whole computer shit went down, and there was no tickets, so we had to like, we had to makeshift voodoo doctor these fucking tickets, and it was a pain in the ass, so he was already pissed, and I texted him, and I knew he was going to get even more pissed, but that's just, the, that, that, that's me kind of saying, gi- giving like a nudge to that, that love for the entity, I was like, if you really want to get pissed off, taste the crab cake sauce. Because Babrina, when she made it, she didn't put anything salt in it, nothing. She was just put fucking lobster base, I guess, and cream, whatever the fuck she did. It was nothing like it should be. And the day before, I told him to do so. He threw the entire container out. It was like four gallons. Beck loves to throw shit out. That's his thing. And that's something that I could probably take a page out of that book because I don't throw stuff out. I keep too much shit. Like, every, like twice a year, I go through my house and I just do a purge. I just throw about all all the shit that I don't haven't used in like two months. If I haven't used it in two months, it's garbage, I say to myself. I'm sure Beck's house is, like, immaculate. He's got, like, a pen, one notepad, three pillows, and, like, a T-shirt. Because everything else he's thrown out. But that those T-shirts and that pen and that pillow are fucking brand spanking you. And they're probably made by, like, Prada or whatever. <laughs> Gucci or whatever, you know what it is? But, like, that's one thing I want everybody to understand about him. Is that he loves this place more just as much or more than I do and I'm telling you I love this place I have had he just just like him we've had opportunities to go other places hell we've both been successful in being chefs in New York City in the busiest restaurant for more than a year which means our resume is practically glows in the dark we can go anywhere we want in the world we don't have to speak Japanese to work in Japan we just have to show them our resume and they'll accept this with more money by the way but we don't not because the girls are hot not because it's convenient, not because it's slow and easy, but because we love, genuinely love, the place that we work in. And we've been fucked over by corporate, we've been fucked over by staff, we've been fucked over by each other, not on purpose, obviously. And we're still there. They fired me twice, for Christ's sakes, and I'm still there. You know? That, that says something on his behalf and on my behalf. So if anyone tries to undermine that when he's not there and when I'm not there we're going to feel it and no matter what even if you know we're angry at each other and you know I did something he didn't like or he did something I didn't like and we're just mad at each other we're still there we still say hello to each other and we still work and we never he never stays mad at me for more than like I don't know 40 45 seconds because like I said whatever dumb shit I do there's usually something good right behind it or oh, right, right, right before it, you know? And he's just done this. He's done this longer than I have in this position that he's holding. So he obviously knows what's up. And I am honored. Honestly, I'm honored to be entrusted with the restaurant when he's not there. And right after this, I'm going to text him and I'm going to send him this episode. And I hope that he listens to it because he's probably needs something uplifting because where he is right now... I don't know how he hasn't killed anyone yet. Maybe he has, and he just got away with it. Because a lot of people in the restaurant do think he's a murderer. I don't, I don't think he's a murderer, but he's definitely capable of it, you know? I think we all are, but some more than others, you know what I mean? So, that's that. There's a couple of people in the restaurant that share the affinity that we do for it, but just not in that sense, you know what I mean? Like there's a guy, Frodo, he's been there for 24 years. You know, God, I don't know how much he has in his 401k. Like probably more over a million already because he's been, you know, stashing it away. And he doesn't want to do anything else. He likes what he's doing, he likes things the way they are. But for the life of him, he can't understand that raw shellfish goes underneath cooked shellfish. I wrote him a note today. Hopefully, tomorrow it'll be the same way that I left it today. If not, then we'll have a chat. And he'll probably say okay. And then the next day, he'll probably do it again. But it's fine. It's fine. You know we got the A so we're good for now like he said like Beck said you know what I mean like I congratulated Beck because we got a health inspections so and we passed with flying colors and actually we didn't even get a reinspection. we just got all of the charges that were against us dismissed so I said congratulations on the A and like an honorable chef he says it's not me it's everyone and I said yeah I know I'll, I'll congratulate everybody when I see them You know what I mean? As a person that is next to the executive chef, the next person, next position down, he's the one that I should congratulate. Not everyone else. Then everyone else, you know? So next time you see him, whatever he's doing, no matter how mad at me he is, or whoever, whatever he's doing, first of all, he's not mad. He just wishes that everybody would love the place as much as he does, but understands that it's not possible. Just look at him... Give him a nod. Don't hug him. I mean, I guess you can if you want. And just say thank you. Because I don't think I've ever seen anyone that loves what they do more than him in this situation.